Thank you for being here today. You know, this is a special day. We honor the men that protected us, served us, and the ones we honor today are the ones that did not make it back home. They gave everything. They left it there for you and for me. We owe these men a great debt. And just as we owe our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ a great debt for what he has done for us. Before I get into this, uh, I want to let you all know, you've probably seen it in your bulletin, but right after the invitation, we will have a baptism. I've got three young people that want to be baptized, and so there will be a baptism right after the service, and we'd love for you to have you to stay if you can. And uh, But this means a lot. These kids want to be baptized. They want to walk, and they want to serve their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so as soon as the service is over, there will be a baptism. There's three children. And uh, so I just want y'all to, I don't know if you saw it in your bulletin or not, but before we get into our message here, there's something I want to share with you for just a minute. Y'all have probably seen it. You probably know what I'm fixing to talk about here for just, just one minute. Have any of you ever walked into a cemetery and on the tombstones saw coins laying? Most of this will be a veteran's cemetery, like over here around Grand Prairie or somewhere like that. But even on the cemeteries where the soldier was laid, you may see a coin. You may see several coins. But these coins have a great meaning. And most of us don't know what it means. And I want to share here, it's real quick, but I want to share something with you. What do these coins mean? It's a penny, a nickel, a dime, and a quarter. And each one of these has a meaning. A coin left on a headstone lets the deceased soldier's family know that somebody stopped by just to pay their respect. That's the penny. A nickel means you and the deceased trained together at boot camp. You knew him personally. A dime means you and the deceased served together in some capacity in the service. He was a friend. But the quarter, <clears throat> the quarter has a very special meaning. It's because it means you were there with that soldier when he died. You see a quarter on a headstone. That's saying, I was with him when he died. You know, that's got to be very special to walk into a cemetery and see these coins, knowing that someone knew their loved one, that maybe their loved one didn't die alone, that somebody was with them. I hope it was somebody that knew the Lord Jesus Christ that had a prayer with them. And it's very possible. Many of your soldiers, at the time they went in to the service, they might not have known the Lord Jesus Christ. I've always heard there is no atheist in a foxhole. When it really gets terrible and it really gets bad, 
they start turning and they start looking. There's got to be a hope. And many times, many of these soldiers accepted the Lord Jesus Christ at a very, very hard-fought battle when the battle was really heavy. And people said, well, that is last-minute salvation. I don't know if I believe that. I do. I do. Well, Bill, why do you believe that? Because I look back when Jesus was on the cross and there was a thief next to him. And that thief looked over at Jesus. That thief had never accepted Jesus. He didn't know Jesus. But when he heard Jesus say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, that had such an impact on that thief. He turned to Jesus and said, Jesus, my Lord, he called him Lord. He believed and said, this day, when you come into your kingdom, Remember me. And Jesus turned to that thief and said, This very day you shall be with me in paradise. That was that thief only had moments to live. But he called upon Christ, and Christ answered him. He's answering us today. When we call upon him, we look back over at Romans chapter ten, verse thirteen. For whomsoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whomsoever. I don't care what you've done, where you've been, what you've been into, who some of your friends were. If you called upon the Lord in your heart and said, Lord, be my Lord, be my Savior, immediately you belong to Jesus. And I think that happened to a lot of soldiers. You know, over in Psalms 91, they call that the soldier's song. Many soldiers had Psalms 91 cut out. You know where they had it? They had it up in their helmet. They had it placed in their helmet so they could get to it. So it was protected. And things got rough, they'd pull out that Psalms and they'd read it. And many of them said if it hadn't been for that Psalms, they don't know what they've done. But it encouraged them. It gave them hope. Because they said, my Lord, my God is with me. No harm shall befall me. And it, it, it put peace in their hearts. We have this same Savior still serving us today. Still putting peace in our hearts still caring about us and what we go through. And uh, right here, right there, many people ask on the coins, say, what happens to the coins? Well, I looked for this and it said that they are collected from the grave sites monthly and the money is used for cemetery maintenance, the cost of burial for soldiers, and for the care of of indigent soldiers are those living in poverty. The money is returned back to care for the soldiers. So this here was something that I, I had heard something about it before, but I had never really looked at it. But when I read that about the quarter, I couldn't help but cry. It was somebody 
that was with that soldier when he died. Somebody cared enough to be there. Someone cared enough to hold him, to stay by his side while he passed on. And I just wonder, I hope that this person got to talk to that soldier's parents, wife, or even children to let them know what a brave soldier he was and that he should be and is honored for his service. What I want to bring to you, I've been titled my message, No Greater Love. No Greater Love. And while I was trying to figure out what was I wanted to do for today, I had a devotional there on my desk, and I picked it up, and I just flip it through it, and I come across something. It said, well, while I was reading this devotional and looking at it, there was a story in there about an American soldier who had served with honor in the war. He was a lieutenant. And in one of the villages, he almost lost his life, but he was saved by one of his men during that battle. It happened, he said, in a small village when this soldier that saved his life confronted an enemy soldier that was about to kill this lieutenant. He saved this lieutenant's life. And then just a little bit later on, this soldier that saved this lieutenant he lost his life in that same battle. This lieutenant said every time that he went into that village, he would stop and go by the place where his life had been spared. He kneeled with his head bowed, giving thanks for this soldier being there and protecting him. This soldier lost his life. But every time this lieutenant would even get close to this village, he made a trip to go there to thank God for this man that he had placed there to save his life. And he gave thanks to this man and that saved his life. Someone has said here, he said, said, someone saw him one day and asked him, why do you come here and kneel? And uh, the lieutenant told him the story about how that brave young soldier who lost his life in the process of saving him. And then the lieutenant explained something to this man. He said, every time that I am even close to this area, I come here just so I can remember what that soldier did for me. There are probably many American soldiers out there today that could, that could tell us stories just like this. There were somebody was placed there to save their life during a conflict. Maybe that man died too. You know, we lost a lot of soldiers in a lot of these wars. Thousands upon thousands of soldiers have died for our freedom. Monday will be Memorial Day. That's the day we, we should celebrate. We're celebrating today, but Monday is, is, is Memorial Day. There will be a lot of celebrations going on at the cemeteries, honoring these soldiers. And, uh, but Memorial Time is a great time to remember because remembering is an important part for us to be grateful and 
thankful to God for what he has done. Have you ever just, let me ask you a question. Have you ever just sat down, kneeled down, just to thank God for what he has done for you? I don't mean asking for anything. I mean just to come into his presence and say, Father, I just want to thank you for loving me, for watching over me, for taking care of me, for watching over my family and my children and my grandchildren. You know, not many of us do that. We're in too big a hurry. We, it's just like sometimes we don't have time for God. Well, God made time for us. God made time for us. We need to just take moments and just kneel to give God thanks for His love, for His Son, for the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made for us. You know, a lot of times we hear, well, He died on the cross, well, and then there's no more. Can we just think about what Jesus went through? He didn't hesitate to go to the cross. He knew he was going to the cross. He knew the pain, the agony, the hardship. He knew what he was going to suffer, and he knew what he was going through. But he said, I will lay down my life for you. It was only through the life, the death of Christ, that we could be saved. It was his shed blood. You know that Christ had to shed his blood for us to be saved? Remember what the Bible says. We have to have the shedding of blood to be saved. That's why the animals had to die. They had to shed that blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. It took an innocent animal that had no sin, killed that animal, and the man that brought him would cake and put his hand on that animal's head. Why would he do that? Just before that animal was had his throat cut, that man would put his hand on that animal's head. It was for the man and all of his family. He was transferring his sin and his family's sins to that animal. And when that animal died, man's sins died with that animal. But this had to be done every year. Every year. But with Jesus Christ, it was done one time. He died, shed his blood, one time. That's all it took. And that blood is still as powerful and as strong today as it was the day that first drop fell. There is still, and we sang the song, there is still power in the blood. And that blood will never, ever lose its power. We don't realize how strong and how powerful the blood is. Think about the blood that goes through your body. Think what it's doing through your body. That blood is keeping you alive. Jesus' blood is what gives us eternal life. We, are, we got so much to be thankful for. 
And many, many times we don't stop and say, God, thank you. Thank you so much for loving me like you do. We don't realize God's love. You know, God, the Bible says God is love. He is love. You will never, ever have a love stronger than the love that God has for you. I love my wife, but you know, God loves her more. My wife loves me, but God loves me more. Would I die for my wife? Yes. Would I die for my children? Yes. There's a scripture here. And it's in Romans chapter 5, verse 7. Listen to what it says. Now, I've kind of changed it just a little bit so it'd be easier to understand. It says, For rarely will someone die for a just person. Though for a good person, maybe someone might even dare to die. Go say the next scripture tells us something. This tells us about Jesus never hesitated in coming and dying for us. I'm sure he dreaded it. I'm sure, oh, it's going to feel bad. But I will go because I love them so much. I love them so much. And here in this next scripture, it's in Romans 5, 8, and it tells us, but God commended or he showed his love toward us while we were yet sinners. We were still dripping with sin and Jesus came and died on that cross for us. We were full of sin. He didn't hesitate, but he came knowing that when he died and he shed his blood, that God was going to take all the sins in the world that there was, ever was, and was going to pour them out on Jesus. Jesus was going to take our sins. He was going to take our death, the death that we deserved. You know, we was us that deserved the cross, not Christ. He said, Father, I'll go. I'll go. I will die for him, Father. Put the sin on me. And God took and poured the sins of the world out on Christ. When Christ died, praise God, those sins died with him. You don't have sin anymore. Not like you did. Or we all still sin. We're flesh. We still make mistakes. We still do things we shouldn't do. Even old Paul had that problem. What did Paul say? He said, I, I don't do the things I know to do, and I do the things I don't want to do. That was Paul. He wrote three-fourths of the New Testament. He loved the Lord with all his heart. But he said, hey, I still make mistakes. We all do. We have to learn. We're flesh. We're human. It's spirit battling flesh. It's in the Bible. It says, for the, for the spirit is at war with the flesh, and the flesh is at war with the spirit. We battle it daily. We have to decide who's going to win. It's up to us. Who's going to win? 
Who's going to win? It's the one you feed the best. Are you reading God's Word? Are you getting God's Word down on the inside of you? That's, God's Word is what defeats the enemy. When you've got that Word on the inside of you, you can come back, No, Satan, I shall not live by bread alone, but I shall live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of my God. You know, that's what Jesus told him when he, when he tried to get him to turn them rocks into bread. And you, did y'all notice when, G, when uh, Satan hit Jesus the hardest? He had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He come to Jesus and what he thought, boy, this would be his weakest point. He's got to be hungry. He hadn't eaten in 40 days and 40 nights. And that's the words Jesus used. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Satan looked at him. He talked. But he came back. He was going to come back. But you can make him leave for a while. And each time he comes back, you can make him leave again. That's simply through the Word of God. We've got so much to be thankful for, for what, what God has done in our life. And you know, Jesus, I, I kind of missed, I kind of went over this, but I'm going to go back to it right fast. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. Jesus kind of summed up his life while he was here on earth. What did he say? Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered to. He didn't come for us to minister to him. He came to minister to us. And it said, And I also came to give my life as a ransom for many. I come to die. It's just like when Jesus was born, he said, Jesus was born to die. That's why he was born. That's why he came to earth, to die for you and me. To take away our sins, to give us a liberty, to give us freedom, to give us salvation. He came to love us with everything that was in him. And he's still doing it today. He is still doing it today. Jesus is still ministering to us today. Jesus, even though Jesus is with the Father in heaven, making intercession for us. But you know, well, if he's God out here, how is he ministering to us? How is he ministering to us? Through that precious Holy Spirit. The moment you accepted Jesus Christ into your life, something else happened to you. You were filled with the Holy Spirit. When Jesus went back to heaven, he says, I, it's good, it's good for y'all that I'm leaving and I'm going back. Because I will send to you a helper. I will send to you the Holy Spirit. He will walk with you, he will comfort you, he will guide you, he will remind you of the things that I have told you. And that's what he's doing today. He's walking with us. He's guiding us. He's protecting us. He is there for us as we walk through this world. Jesus knew what we were going to face. He knew it wasn't going to be easy. But he said, I'm going to send you somebody. 
In other words, this Holy Spirit right now is doing exactly what Jesus would have done if he was still here walking with us on earth. The Holy Spirit took Jesus' place of walking with us. We, we, we've got so much to be thankful for. Just like this country has got so much to be thankful for all these soldiers that died for our freedom. Not just freedom from foreign nations, but freedom to worship. Freedom to worship. Some places don't have this. You've got many countries that if you're a Christian, you will die if they know you're a Christian. We're very fortunate here. We can come into church. We can worship. Many people would like to stop that. Many people would like to make us quit worshiping Jesus. Many people would probably like to walk through that door with guns. It's happened. But I know that we have a Lord and God that has protected us. He's watching over us. How thankful are you for what Jesus has done? Have you just really ever sat down and thought about how blessed I am because I've got a God that loves me, that watches over me, that takes care of me? You know, that's what Jesus said here in John 15, 13. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. That's what Jesus did. He laid down his life. He says, I no longer call you servant. I call you friends. That's what he's saying. I laid down my life for you because you are my friend. I love you. I care for you. You're so important to me. I will give everything in me for you. And he did. He, he put it all on the cross. Everything. You know, many of us wear a cross around our neck. It's not something we worship. It's something that reminds us of what he did. Of what that cross is about. It's not about something we look at and pray to that cross. But you have that cross around your neck. It is reminding you, God loves you. Remember what he did for you. Always be ready to, to give thanks to him for what he has done. We all know that sin separates us, and it still separates us from God. We cannot save ourselves from sin. We can't do it. If we could, Jesus wouldn't have had to come. He wouldn't have had to go through what he went through. But the perfect, sinless Son of God came to save us and to bring us salvation and to offer us an abundant and eternal life. You mean he wants to offer us an abundant life, an overflowing life? Well, he tells us he does. If you look back in the book of John, in John 10, 10, Jesus says something. Satan comes only but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's what Satan comes to do. 
And then Jesus says, but I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. That you may have life and it be overflowing with my blessings. That's why he came. That's why he loves you like he does. He wants to give us an overflowing, abundant life. And some people look at that as money, things. But a lot of times it's just the presence of God in you. Yesterday, I performed a over in Alito, and I was talking to a young lady that I know. And I did not know this at the time, but she was real upset. Her little son, and I'm sorry, I, I don't even know if she told me what his name was, but he'd been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. She was so upset. I talked to her for quite a while. We prayed. And we talked about God's love and what God will and can do. She said, I believe it in all my heart. I said, that's all it takes. I said, we don't understand and we don't know a lot of things why it happens. But her family, there's some problems there that this could very easily turn some family members around to see God. But we prayed. And we prayed for her peace. We prayed for this baby's healing. And I think it's going to happen. I really do. She said, I feel like there's something going on in me. She said, I've never felt like this. I said, how do you feel? She said, it's such a calm. It's such a peace. I haven't had this in a long time. I said, that's God's peace. She said, peace that passes all understanding. This peace comes from and how God can do it. But he can do it. Can you think about like, some of these soldiers, when they, their families, when they got the word, your father, your husband, your son, will not be coming home. I got a feeling if they were Christian and they knew God, God stepped in right at that moment. He put his arms around them and he gave them that peace that passes all understanding. Oh yes, they was hurt. But too that they had raised their child to they knew their son was in heaven they knew he was home they knew they would see him again someday you know that's a comfort right there knowing that you're going to see your loved one again I know there's people in here you've lost your loved ones but you know where they're at and you know that you will see them again can you imagine the reunion that is going to take place. And it's a never-ending, a non-stop reunion. It's for all eternity that you will be with them. Now you talk about love, that's God's love. He is reuniting you with those you love and you'll be with them forever. Never have to say goodbye again. Greater love has no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friend. You know, we sang a song, and this is exactly what Christ did. This is one reason we sang it. He paid a debt he did not owe, because we owed a debt that we could not pay. He said, I pay your debt. I will take it on me. 
I will lay down my life for you. I will lay down my life for you because I love you. You know, as I was reading, I found kind of, it's kind of like a little poem here, but I believe Jesus would kind of say this to us today. I gave my life for you. I shed my blood for you. That I might be a ransom for you. And I was quickened, or I was made alive from the dead, so that you may also live. I gave my life for you. What have you given me? Have you ever thought about what have we given back? after what he has given to us. You know what he wants? He wants you to love him, to serve him, to come to him and say, Lord Jesus Christ, be my Lord, be my Savior. I want to walk with you from now on. I want you. I want to belong to you. I want to be yours. That's what he's waiting to hear from you. That's, that's what he wants. You saying, Lord, I need you. I want you. And you know, we sang a song. He said, when he reached down his hand for me, he's reaching down his hand right now to take your hand and say, you belong to me. Come unto me, all of you who are burdened and heavy laden. I will give you peace and I will give you rest. Anybody need that peace? You need that rest? You need to know that you have Jesus Christ in your life. You need to know for sure that you're going to go to heaven. I've had people tell me, you know, sometimes I don't feel saved. Do you feel saved? I want to tell you what, it's not the feeling of feeling saved, it's your faith in what he told you. Believe upon my son Jesus Christ and you shall have eternal life. It's not, a lot of times it's not what we feel, it's what he has promised. He will never go back on his word. He who has the son has life. But he who does not have the son does not have life. Do you have the Son? Do you belong to Jesus? I'm going to ask the band to come up. If you just need to even take a moment just to say, Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you for what you've done. We have altars up here that you can come and kneel at and just thank God for all he's done in your life. If you say, Lord, I need you to come into my life. If you've got something going on in your life, Lord, I need a healing. I'll be glad to pray with you. You know, we serve a God. Matter of fact, he told us he was our healing God. Over in Exodus, he says, For I am the Lord your God who healeth you. He told us what he did. We just have to believe it. We have to have faith. Many times when he would lay his hands on somebody and they asked for healing, he would lay his hands on them and said, what did he tell them? Go and let it be according to your faith. Do you believe I have touched you? Do you believe I have healed you?
Do you believe today that Jesus Christ can meet all your needs? He can. He can meet every one of them. So I'm going to ask the band to play. And uh, if you need to come up and kneel and just give God praise and thanks for what He's done, please do. If you just need prayer for a healing or anything, I'll be glad to anoint you with oil and pray for you. So as, as the band plays, if you need to pray or come up, please do.